Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Thank you for joining us yet again uh, with the Western Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs locally here in Western New York take the next step in their own business. Now, before I dive into today's episode and, and bring on our, our guest for today, I just want to let you know that, hey, I'm so excited about the event uh, this upcoming Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, as soon as this comes out, we have an event uh, this, this Wednesday, the 28th. Uh, at the Trek Center in Niagara Falls over there. Um, as of right now, uh, I don't know if we actually have any. I actually didn't talk to my system before I hit record. So I don't know if we have any uh, uh, tickets left, to be honest with you, because I know we are very, very close to selling out. Um, but if you, if, if you want to check it out, make sure you do if, if you uh, get this uh, this recording before the event comes out. But anyways, uh, we're excited for those. Thank you for those who are RSVP. Thanks for, for those that sponsored the event. We're so excited to have the event. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys there. With that being said, let me turn my attention to our guest today. Uh, we have Craig Turner. Uh, he's the owner and founder of Momentum Public Affairs. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Craig. Thanks for having me, David. I'm pumped. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, man. I'm pumped to have you. We've been set. This has kind of been in the works for, geez, I want to see six months, actually, almost. Probably around that. Yeah. Yep. Right on there, Craig. So uh, I appreciate your time, man. So for those that don't know your business, your background, what you've done, or what you've done to kind of get to where you are today. Can you kind of give us a synopsis of all that in a few minutes or so? Absolutely. So uh, the answer to your question is a little bit of everything. So uh, it's interesting. Over time, I've worked in uh, in uh, government, politics, media, uh, economic development, marketing, public relations. And I spent, uh, a lot of people know me from my work. I spent eight years with the Buffalo Niagara Partnership, uh, really kind of built my network there. And when I left uh, the partnership, uh, I started. I ended up starting starting a company, and I had a colleague, and he and I kind of were going to grow together uh, as this partnership. Um, and another opportunity came his way, uh, so it was kind of interesting because it all happened in in one weekend. Uh, he, he told me he was he was headed this direction. I went home on Friday. I told my wife, "I'm like, I do not want to start my own company. I absolutely do not want to do that." And we talked about it, and uh, we started to sketch out what it might look like. And by Monday, I was designing a website, and I had filed the LLC. But basically what it is, Momentum Public Affairs, is all of those things that, that I did over time. It's media relations. It's government relations. It's public relations. It's business development. It kind of fit nicely into a box and made for a – a, a good story, uh, which is kind of interesting. So I always use just, you know, you know, for people to understand what I do, I always start with public relations because people know that. Um, but what does public relations mean when it, when they come to us? We do all those different things to try and get the story told. It's storytelling is really what we, what we do when we help uh, people find their audience and, and tell their story in the best way possible. Yeah. So when you say storytelling, you're talking like a public announcement of storytelling. So, so for us people here, in lame terms for us, right? So, so go a little further into public relations, just in case people don't totally understand what it is. Sure, it's interesting. Um, when I do, when when we do public relations, it's a little bit different than you might uh, think of if you're if you're talking to a public relations agency. Um, where, like you just said, you're thinking about the press release and the press conference and the ribbon cuttings. That we don't like those things. What we like is a small to medium sized business that's growing, 
has a story to tell and isn't is, is having a hard time getting their story out there. So is it a press release? Yeah, sometimes. But realistically, sometimes for a small to medium-sized company, how many real pieces of news are you going to put out in a year? One or two, maybe make an announcement or hire somebody. We get that. But where else can you tell the story? Where can you have a blog? Where can you get specific messaging into the hands of the companies or people that you're targeting? Uh, referral system. Business development, how do you best arm your salespeople with the information they need to be effective? All of those things come into it. So does it all fall into the bucket of public relations? In a way, yes. In a way, no. But like I said, that's how we start talking about it because that's what people know the, know the term. So what would you say if I didn't now? So and I, we didn't talk about this one question, but I, I think you'll handle it just fine. So um, what is the number one problem do you think you're, you're solving or people have when they come to you? Well, it, what's interesting is you're asking me that question right now. I'm going to answer that question more generally, but right now, obviously, we're coming hopefully out of a pandemic, and storytelling is very, very difficult right now. One, because you don't have all the avenues that you had before. Two, because uh, the the digital media world is super, super noisy right now. It's very difficult to get a message out. So, how do you target your uh, your storytelling? Generally, the biggest problem is is audience. I would say. A lot of people have their story. Let's let's put a let, let's put a pin in the uh, the actual storytelling because uh, when you talk to companies, that is a problem. A lot of companies just can't tell their story. They can't tell their brand. They can't tell their, their value proposition. Um, and we work on that to make sure that they can. But audience is huge because there's so many different ways to tell a story. There's social media. There's radio. There's television. There's newspaper. There's direct mail. There's email all of these different things. And you find that companies get, get gun shy, really. I mean, I, so I have a marketing budget that I can put out there. Where am I going? I just gave you all these different ways you can spend money. Where am I actually going to spend money? Paralysis by analysis, I'm not going to spend any money. I'm just going to wing it and send my salespeople out there. That's part of the challenge is how do you tell these stories in the best way people to the, in the best way to the people who actually need to hear it? Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. So that being said, um, you, you had a really crazy story about how you started the business, right? You had a business partner who was going all in with you, and then you got a different opportunity here, right? So uh, as, uh, people tell me that one of their favorite things about our podcast is they love hearing stories. It makes us all human, right? We're not just robots here. So do you mind sharing that story? Because when I was reading it, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So um, left the Chamber of Commerce, and we had this great opportunity. And I, you know, my my colleague, my friend, I give him all the credit in the world. He's doing fantastically. And probably a lot of people, I'm not going to say his name, but a lot of people know who he is. Um, but uh, and uh, but he took me under his wing, which was fantastic. I, I, I owe him for, for, for even getting started. But he's on a different path. And uh, we had a long conversation about him. He came to me. There was an opportunity for me to go along with him. Um, and I said, look, that's not my path. Um, and it worked out very well. Uh, it took me a while, like any entrepreneur, to get started. What happened was I had a, I had a book of business. Uh, when I went home to my wife, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I have no desire. I've, I've, I've been in the comfort of getting a weekly paycheck for my whole career. And all of a sudden, I find myself without a job. And she goes, well, you got three clients. Most people that start a company don't have three clients to start with. And I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely right. So I got out Photoshop and I'm playing with ideas and uh, came up with Momentum, which was interesting because I, you know, where, where do I get a where do I get a company name? I was working with my initials and things all weekend. 
And then I'm like, oh, got to get the whiteboard out. Put the whiteboard up. And uh, the, the my team, when I was at the chamber, would kind of make fun of me sometimes because I use buzzwords a lot. If you work for a chamber of commerce, you use buzzwords a lot. And I'm like, all right, which ones do I use? Wrote them on the board. And I'm like, oh, what's the one that comes out of my mouth the most is momentum. That was easy. We filed the LLC, started the company, designed the logo. And um, and I, it's kind of funny to me. I said, I, I don't really raise it that much, but pretty much every meeting I'm in, somebody says the name of my company three or four times, which <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. So. Yeah, even even without even realizing it, right? Yeah. So one thing that we talked about before we hit record was the importance of chambers, right? And, and all those, on all those uh, things that go along with it here. So I want you to talk about that a little bit, right? So we had a conversation about like, oh, well, chambers of commerce, they've been around a long time, right? They're kind of keeping up with the times and all that. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I thought you had a really good thought on it. So um, I'll just let you kind of take it from there if you don't mind, Craig. Sure. So uh, like any entrepreneur, I spent a lot of time on the journey trying to figure out what the next step is. And after four or five years of Momentum Public Affairs, I sat down. I'm like, all right, I'm running around like a chicken without a head. And I don't really have any direction. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm self-sustained. I'd never go back to having another, you know, paycheck job. I just wouldn't wouldn't do it again. Um, but I'm also not going anywhere and I'm not retiring. And in 10, 12 years, I don't want to be writing press releases anymore. So I did the what we all do. I sat down with my my tablet. I was on vacation, actually clearing my head, sat down with my tablet. And I said, what is the future of the company? And I started to write down notes. And, and I asked the question that I think every entrepreneur has to ask is, what do we do better than anyone else? Why should people come to us because they know they're going to get the best service in this category? Is it public relations? No. I mean, there's great public relations firm around here. I'm not saying we're good, but, but, but there are very good firms. I and mean, you know, There's no reason anyone's going to single us out for it. But what we do is we have this unique experience between the Chamber of Commerce and the private sector. I actually run, as a client, World Trade Center, Buffalo, Niagara, and uh, the Buffalo, Niagara International Trade Gateway Organization right now. Those are two organizations that are industry groups that sell memberships and sponsorships. So I'm on that side of the equation. And I spent eight years at the chamber. On the other side, I'm a small business and I represent small businesses that utilize those services. So I see the whole, the whole picture. I will tell you, if you're looking for targeted marketing, and I'm talking about really business to business. We're not necessarily talking about products. You know, necessarily the chamber isn't necessarily the place yeah, if you sell yeah. a product. But if you're business to business, I cannot think of a better place you can target your marketing. Because the chambers, the business associations, the world trade centers, the industry groups, they've already put your audience together for you in a room. If I know I sell to this industry, I just go there and they're there for me. I don't need to try to do radio ads. I don't need to try and find them on social media. They've already gathered them for me. So how do you use them? What's interesting then is that, uh, you know, obviously people belong to these organizations. Companies do, and they've done done for hundreds of years. Not hundreds, but 100 years. And uh, But largely, most companies don't have a strategy. They send in their membership. They maybe go to a couple events throughout the year, maybe get a little bit of service, but that's it. We flip that on its head. We redefine it. And I've been doing it for years. I just never realized it and made it a a product. So coming out of that brainstorm session, sitting alone by the pool in Florida, I said, okay, we're going to redefine that as the product. So in the, in the months after that, we actually created Momentum, the business growth agency, uh, which is a DBA under Momentum Public Affairs. And that's what we do. And it's a different um, 
invoicing system and things. We still do public affairs for, for companies that want the full service. Um, but for the rest of them, it's about for companies that come in under momentum, the business growth agency, it's about, um, making connections through the chambers and the business associations and optimizing, creating a strategy, optimizing the money they spend to make sure that they are actually getting return on investment. I believe the chambers are a huge opportunity for business development and even more so right now because, again, you don't have these networking events. You have a very noisy media ecosystem out there. It's very hard to get your get your message across. But the chambers, to their credit, are still doing events. I mean, they may not be in-person events, but they're still doing Zoom webinars. They're still having roundtables. They're still doing all these things. Well, that's that's where you have an opportunity to get in and really tell your story to the people that, that want to hear it. So the, the new company, the new DBA, Momentum, the Business Growth Agency, that's what we do. We do it not only in a market like Buffalo, Niagara, where, and we work on both sides of the border. We work with chambers in Southern Ontario, too. Um, we do it where, you know, you may be spending $2,500 with a chamber, say, just as an example, um, between membership and sponsorship. We will look at your $25, how you're spending it, where you're spending it, and say, okay, well, how can we spend it better? What else, what other value can we get from that money? And, and is, it, is it in the right place? Are you communicating your needs to the chamber? We also do it in other markets. So companies looking at market entry. Uh, so you have a sales office in Buffalo, but you're going to do Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Savannah, whatever you're going to do, we go with you in there and we not only research the right organizations for you to be a part of, but we also go in, make the introduction, and uh, and all of a sudden, rather than just showing up in town, opening your office and sending your check into the chamber because you have to join the chamber, uh, now you've got a you've got a soft entry and 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 we've already built relationships. We're actually in the middle of doing that right now for a client in a bunch of cities. So. Yeah. So that being said, you know, what are what are some organizations that you think a lot of people just aren't well aware of, but are great ways to connect or that they should join? Sure. And that's that's part of the key is because there are, um, you know, chambers of commerce, you know, World Trade Center, you know, my organization, um, you might know some industry groups, but where else is your audience? You really need to think about um, uh, how to how to target those people and who's actually needs to hear your message. So I'll give you a great example. We just signed on a client last week and we're working with them already and they need to get to restaurants. All right. Restaurants don't necessarily join the big chambers of commerce, but they'll join the Orchard Park Chamber. They'll join the, you know, the Niagara USA Chamber. Um, but where else can you get them besides chambers? Let's get away from the word chamber, which I yeah. use as kind of a poster child example for this. But yeah. so we've started to connect them to the Chippewa Alliance. Would you think of that normally? Probably not. But how many restaurants are in the Chippewa Alliance? And we're having a great conversation with them about how to use them, you know, and it's all about providing value. That's really the, the key to the whole thing. When I go to a chamber, I can ask them for anything I want. And typically, if I'm holding a check, they're going to try and give it to me. Man. Here's a membership check. Here's a sponsorship check. They're going to bend over backwards to try and do it. But you really want to enhance that relationship? You go to them and show them value because they need to get more checks from other people to stay in business. So if right. I can go to the chamber and say, here's my $1,500 membership and sponsorship, but you know what? We've got this issue that we've been working on that small businesses are very, very interested in. I think your members would get value out of it. Here's a white paper. Here's a blog. Well, here's a here's a here's a podcast that we did recently. Um, it's huge. It's huge. You build that relationship both financially and 
in spirit. Uh, and it just, it worked. It works. No, I agree with you. You know, in fact, I, I post something like that on, our, on, our, on my LinkedIn or our LinkedIn page um, a couple of weeks ago. And I said, hey, you know, if you're not, if you're not getting as many clients as you want, or you're not getting paid as well as you want for what you're doing, stop complaining and just provide more value. Because people always pay for what is viable to them or what they see or a perception of, of value. And we want to give people really va- real value. So for our listeners out there that I just want to take a quick pause right here. So what did what did Craig say so far that that spoke to you, right? Is there an organization that you need to 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 hook up with or, or join? Is there a different way you need to provide value to them to show that, right? If we want value from others, we have to provide value and, and leaders often go first. Um, is there is there a certain way that you need to uh, connect with your audience in a different way they haven't been doing. Are you analysis by paralysis? So there's a lot of different things here that 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 Craig said here. What is one next step do you think you need to take in your business to 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 kind of again to get to the next chapter of what you guys are doing? So that being said, uh, Craig, you know, we talked a little bit about nurturing relationships, right? How it's more important than ever, right? So we talked about that before. Again, that before we hit record, and you put it down as one of the questions, and I love that. I'm a huge relationship person, right? So I know what I believe and what I think about it, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. So why do you think it's more important than ever to nurture relationships now more than ever? Well, we've said the word value a few times, and I think that's that's a key to everything. And and what you just said is absolutely right. And it's even more important now that we kind of were handcuffed as far as communication by by the pandemic over the last, last several months. I actually um did a presentation a while back on uh, providing value. That was the whole premise of the presentation. And I had some corny acronym for value and I looked it up. I couldn't find it though. I couldn't, I I wanted to share it because it was so ridiculous what I put together. But you know what? It's catchy. It made this, it made sense. Yeah. But, but this, this time right now, especially, and I think going forward, I mean, I don't think anybody uh, believes that uh, we're out of the water, even, uh, even once everything's open, there's still, there's still, you know, you still have to consider that half your audience uh, is still pretty concerned about the way things are. And uh, which means that you're not, you, the world isn't going to be exactly like it was. You, you're not going to have these networking events to go. You're not going to do as many of these coffee meetings and just meet people in coffee shop. I loved going to Spot Coffee in Williamsville because, um, uh, and I would leave early here and go to Spot Coffee in Williamsville because I would run into five, six people that I knew there. It was like, it was like as good networking as I could get as a paid networking event sometimes. <laughs> um, so, but that stuff doesn't happen. It's not happening right now. So, uh, in order to maintain those relationships, that's where the value comes in. I have worked very hard during this time to reach out to people. And when I reach out to people, it's not, I'm, I'm very bad at just getting together with somebody for coffee or just calling them and saying, hello, I'm very, very bad at that. I need to have value. I need to show them value. I'm reaching out to you for a purpose. I, I thought of this for you. I ran into this person who I thought would be a good contact for you. Uh, that goes so far to be able to do that. And right now, when you don't have these random run-intos, uh, that was the word they used with uh, that I loved with them. Um, when they were building the Jacobs building on the medical campus, because you had the school and you had the private sector and the middle floor was for run into's for every, you know, and, and people to do business together. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that right now. And it's, you know, you can try and manufacture it on zoom with your breakout rooms. It's okay. But it doesn't for, for all intents and purposes, we, you know, we all know that it's not happening the way that it normally does. So, it's very important to have these uh, these relationships built and to continuously show value so that, you know, as you're a business to business company, 
uh, you're trying to get your story out. Well, how much easier is it if you have everybody else out there that you've shown value to that are thinking, oh, you need to talk to Craig about this. This is, you know, I got somebody you should talk to. It's, it's, it's David. Um, th- th- that's huge. And, and it's even more important now. How do you, if you don't mind you off, how do you, how do you show value in relationships from, from obviously there's different ways, right? And everybody teach their own people love showing. Like I, like for example, somebody like to cook for somebody, somebody wants to like, I rather just, you know, buy them something. Right. So how in your, so how do you show value in your opinion or from your side of things to build relationships? I'm going to say first and foremost, it's, it's relationships. And I don't mean just me and them. I mean, who can I introduce them to? Um, what information can I provide them? Help. Uh, and I'll give you a great example on just, you know, the thought process that goes behind it. Do you ever send somebody an email giving them something and they send you an email back that says, thanks. Mm-hmm. I'll never do that. I never send anybody, anybody an email that says thanks. Why? Because it's 15 seconds out of their life that they have to do it, you know, have to open that email and read it. It doesn't do anything. I mean, it's courtesy. Yes. Okay. It's courtesy. We want to always be <laughs> courteous. But if I'm going to send somebody an email that says thanks, thanks, and here's some additional value. Um, and that's, you know, it, it's, and that was the presentation I gave was a whole thing about, uh, making it a mindset, making, I'm going to provide me every conversation I have, every email I send, every tweet I do is going to have some kind of value. Um, is it, is it hokey? Maybe a little bit, but it, it, you know, and I, and I, and now I'm remembering the presentation. The example that I used was, uh, it, it just doing it in life. And you talk about buying somebody something or something. Um, I would take the garbage out. All right. And uh, in our town, we don't, you don't have to have cans, so, but some, sometimes we'd have cans, sometimes not. But if I didn't have cans, all right, I'd have four or five garbage bags. I would put the garbage bags down, and I would turn the top of the bag, the handle, towards the street. Mm-hmm. Now, why would I do that? Well, because it saves them four seconds, and yeah. it's much nicer if they don't have to walk. I, you know, it's just, and it's just, yeah, little yeah, it's just a mindset that whatever you do, you provide that value. It pays dividends down the road because when you pay value, when you when you give value to somebody, you make the relationship that much stronger. And that's such a huge, huge piece of it. And especially now, take that take that back to where I was talking about the the chambers and the business associations and everything. Anybody can go be a member. Anybody can get some kind of services or value from them. But if you make yourself the you make yourself the the stand out because you're the one that's showing them value. So we are in the process right now. I talk about marketing expansion. I have a company going to one of my clients is going to uh, a bunch of cities, but one of them is Tampa. So I also am opening a Tampa office this week. And now I guess that's the official announcement right now. But but I have joined. There's your press release. Yes, I'm just kidding. I have joined. I have joined the. Uh, the Clearwater Chamber of Commerce okay. down there. Um, and I've had three or four conversations with them. And I've said, okay, well, here's what I'd like to get out of you. Here's what I can bring to you. Well, they've asked me to join the advocacy committee here. I run the advocacy committee for the Niagara Chamber, uh, the legislative piece, my, my background in government affairs and things. But they've asked me to join the advocacy committee. I don't know anything about Tampa government or anything yeah. yet. I figure for me, value, it's going to be the fastest way for me to learn what's going on. Definitely. Right, right, right. But I know the science of it. So that's why they asked me. So I'm bringing, this is something that no money's being exchanged. I'm not, you know, not sponsoring the committee. I'm not anything. But for me, there's a value. Uh, for, for them, there's a value to me coming into that, into that committee. And that's how I presented it. I went down. I said, here's my membership dues. 
what do you need from me? What can I do? I do marketing, public relations, government affairs, and 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 that has built a strong relationship. And now I have a strong relationship in yeah, like fifteen hundred miles away. I love it. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to start rapid firing if that's cool because uh, we have about five minutes left. So let, let's do this. So what are one or two things of advice that you would give an entrepreneur in general? We were well, been around the block for 40, 50 years, anywhere in between. Any advice that kind of sticks out the mind that you think like, hey, if I can, if I had a microphone into the business world, I wish I could shout this out to them in terms of advice. Sure. Uh, okay. So you, you said one or two. Uh, what's interesting is both of my uh, older kids, I have two teenage kids, a son and a daughter, both of which we talk about this a lot because they are constantly wanting to start businesses, getting little things started. Um, my daughter actually did a craft fair. And it was very funny because she's <laughs> most everybody's at the uh, uh, selling like painted stones for 25 cents and stuff like that. And her and her friends made $240 at the craft fair. <laughs> like, but biggest piece of advice I give to any entrepreneur is the everything's a great idea if you can get somebody to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding uh, your product is one thing. You can sit at your desk and design the best product possible. You can have your CAD drawings. You can have your whiteboard filled with notes and everything but if nobody's going to buy it it's not a business mm-hmm. it's it's just an idea so that would that would move into the the, the next piece of advice I, I give any any entrepreneur is understanding your audience who is going to be buying this from you what are their pain points what's the story you can tell them to solve those pain points and that's where you start to really be able to have success no i love it you're totally right so many times how many times? I mean, you see it all the time, man. On the two ninety, driving to billboard, like, okay, I have no idea what you do. I don't know what problem you solve. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I have zero clue what you do. I just it's a picture of something, and there's like a sentence that doesn't make too much sense to the average person that doesn't know what you do. There's no context to it, so um, I, I can't I can't stress that enough. Right, what the pain points. So, yeah, I yeah. hear I hear I, I make myself available to a lot of small businesses because I again I had a lot of help. Um, Damon at Welke, we're sitting in his building right now. He gave me this office. He was my first client. He just he brought me to life. Really, my my company. I, I own I own a ton. Uh, my partner that I mentioned before. A lot of people help me. So now that I have you know got a foundation and a foothold, I make myself available to other small businesses a lot. So being that being said, I hear a lot of business ideas, and that's the advice I give. I said it's a great idea. You got to vet it. You got to figure it out. But most importantly. You got to figure out who your audience is. Yeah, I, I, I came in adding to that. That that was just perfectly said. Uh, one question I wanted to get to for sure was, um, how do you get through your day, and what kind of time management systems do you use? I thought that because you know time, 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 right? Is busy entrepreneurs running around with their heads cut off basically sometimes. So I was really interested to see your answer to that question. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a crazy person, so we, we haven't talked too much about it, but I wear a lot of hats. So I have my company. I, I run World Trade Center. I run the, the logistics industry group. Um, we've started, you know, like like any entrepreneurs, we've started two or three other companies that we that, that we run. So going a lot of different directions. I um, maximize my time. I optimize it as best as possible. Um, I have uh, – uh, I have a – Excel to-do list that I run through every day that, that like, like most people do. The one column that I have on my Excel to-do list uh, that, I, that I've never really seen anybody else do and I've never read in a book is I have a column called court. And that is whatever I'm working on. So the, the one column is what's the next thing that happens, needs to happen on this project. And then the court column is whose court is it in at this point. A lot of them say me. If it's my in my court, I know I'm the next one to do it. But if I've sent an email, 
uh, to somebody and I'm waiting on their response, their name's in there and, and there's nothing I can do until I hear back from them. That, that's a big piece of it is managing what's important. The other thing, the other thing that, um, that I'll mention relative to this, this question is, uh, life during the pandemic. So I take a lot of meetings, like my whole day could be filled up with meetings. Before the pandemic, you got these meetings and you would schedule, I mean, you automatically scheduled an hour for a meeting, first of all. And you, uh, so you got, so you're going down to the coffee shop, you got 15, 20 minutes to drive, you got your hour long meeting, um, and then you got 15, 20. So you're, you're out two hours of your day for one, for one meeting. Well, this has changed it. I mean, Zoom has showed me that how many meetings I had that were an hour that could probably be 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I, I uh, signed up with Doodle. A lot of people know Doodle for um, bulk scheduling, like group scheduling. Well, Doodle has a scheduling service. So somebody needs a meeting with me now, I send them my calendar. It's got 15-minute segments. If we need longer, I can extend those, but it's got 15-minute segments. 15 minutes booked, and it's it has changed absolutely changed my life. No, I agree with you. I use Calendly, you know, so um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the difference is here, but you're totally right. It used to be like, okay, I'm available on Thursday. And by the time they got back to you, it's like Wednesday, like that's already booked. So like, here's my county link, book it, and I love it. And you can put proximity. It's like, okay, I don't want to work past three today. I want to take this day off or my vacation's next week, so don't book me there. You don't have to tell them that anymore. That was another piece, too. That's a, that's a great point because um, – the other thing was was uh, realizing that other people were managing my time. And I know that's cliche. You read about it in all the books on time management. But other people were managing my time. So I started to look back. At, I, I looked at, all right, what are, what are the things that are the most important that I should be working at? Well, I need to set aside specific times for them. So we haven't talked about it, but I'm an author. And my goal in life, despite everything we just talked about business, is to be a best-selling New York Times published author. I want to go into Barnes & Noble and pick my book off the bestseller shelf. So if that's my goal in life, then I shouldn't wait until 11 o'clock at night when I'm exhausted to do my writing. So I literally have blocked off time on my daily calendar to write and to edit, and and it's been so fruitful. And I just, you know, after I write and I have such energy when I'm done, I now I can dig into yeah. my day. Because now you can give to others because yes. you've kind of given yourself. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm sorry you a chance to talk about that here. So, yeah, he's written a couple of books, and um, he's actually is an agent and a publisher, which is, you're legit. You know, I've self-published my book you know, uh, and whatnot. So that's awesome. So that being said, unfortunately, we don't have any time. It's like, oh, we could die a couple more minutes since that, but that we're, we're at 29 minutes and 48 seconds. So that being said, for those that want to connect with you, Craig, they're like, you know what, I, you know, Craig spoke to me here. Or I love to talk to him about this, or I want to pick his brain on that. What is the best way for him to get a hold of you? Easiest way is email. I'm a big email person. So Craig at MomentumBuffalo.com. Easiest way. It is easy way. And you're not going to get just a thanks. No, right. <laughs> you're gonna get right. Some value you, you'll, get, you'll get an actual answer back. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks so much for spending your time with us, Craig, today. Um, I, I know you're a busy guy. You got in a meeting right after this. So, uh, and thanks for just joining us and, and dropping some wisdom on us. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I love it. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.